0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
1: What is up on a Wednesday? I'm Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this Wednesday Addition of the Rebel Report. Uh, interesting show today. A lot of different kind of random stuff to get to. Not a whole lot going on on the Ole Miss front in particular right now. Baseball off in the midweek for exams. A huge series this weekend against Mississippi State. That we'll have time to get into today a little bit. Probably Friday mostly as well. Um, that's probably going to be a zoo. Um, <laughs> Attendance-wise, I've already had people text me. A lot of people more than usual text me about how to get tickets. Uh, I don't yeah, I, I don't know anything more than the average Joe. I get a pass and a meal ticket and that is about all the clout I do you, have. Do you still get y'all still get meal tickets? I do, yeah. I'm thinking about printing a few off and like selling them to other people, and start making a profit up there or something. But yes, that is about all we get. Um <laughs> weather we got was some awful. twitter questions that went okay i guess not exactly dynamite we've had better turnouts in the past uh <laughs> college football coaching jobs list as everyone's favorite subjective argument as to why your team should be ranked as the eighth best job versus the seventh um always fun so we'll get into a couple some different stuff colin what's up
0: oh uh, not much not much just uh just uh, getting ready for work um but, yeah, it's, uh, this weekend's going to be a zoo, considering, you know, the weather's going to be an absolute atrocity.
1: Yeah, so this is, feels like the, almost like the third or fourth weekend they've dealt with this, and this is just kind of Mississippi. I mean, I say <laughs> Mississippi. This is just weather in the south in the spring. But what I'm trying to think, they had weather issues against A&M, which was their last home series, kind they've of. Had, I mean, it was only a two-hour start. They've and had was,
0: weather issues every SEC series except Alabama.
1: Jeez, how, really? I'm trying yeah, to get Kentucky.
0: Yes, Florida was a doubleheader. Kentucky was a doubleheader. A&M got moved back two hours.
1: Yeah, I guess it has been every series. I I don't know. I, I the season's been such a blur. I hadn't even really <laughs> noticed that. I guess A&M wasn't too severe, and yeah. the other two just got completely canceled. Like wasn't the Saturday was completely canceled for Kentucky. Kentucky, so I wasn't on. Uh, I wasn't uh, too upset about that because you get a day off Saturday. But, yeah, I guess, guess it has been. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about that. But, like, weather permitting, the should-be-huge crowds, it's probably almost the biggest series of the year. I've said that, like, six times. <laughs> but they keep putting themselves in positions to where that's the case, for better or for worse. Um, we'll get into that a little more probably later. Probably a lot on Friday leading into the first game, if it plays weather permitting. Uh where do we start? I guess we'll start with the Twitter questions. I, I sure, got, sure. Um, okay, go through what you got first, because they're probably uh, different. All right,
0: give me just a second. I'll have to uh, pull those up on the Twitter version. The, the first question was from uh, Ghost of Figgins. He asked if Bianco had been fired today.
1: Um, No. No? You can ask again <laughs> tomorrow, though, I guess. <laughs> I mean It just depends on what's happening. Let's see. I, I guess if you want to pull the, like, yank that into an actual, obviously that was assumingly like tongue in cheek. Um, but if you want to pull that into, like, a serious question, this, like, football mentality with Bianco and, like, <laughs> the fan base in general has just gotten completely out of control. It's nuts. Like, people blaming, like, the, if they had lost the game the other day, they just kind of lost it. And, like, not as, like, a knock on Parker Gracie, but that's on him. Like, if they had lost that, that's that's on him. That's not on Mike. People are crushing him for not getting someone else ready. It's like, it's a 15-10 game, and five pitches later, it's 15-15. Like, who are you going to get up? And just, I don't know. You had some like, interesting like, takes about how Parker Crazy can't get six outs and, like, it's just not backed up not by true. anything other than your loaded diaper. Like, I, it's just it, – it, it, it it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, look, there's plenty of managerial things to question. At times, but like it's it, it's it's everything at this point, and like obviously, I would just imagine Mike like doesn't pay attention to most of that. But good God, like the, well, the his his, his job through uh, your irrational fan, his lens like the lens of his job security has probably changed six or seven times in the last three weeks. Well, it's not every loss is an indictment on Mike Bianc. Like,
0: has, have you ever seen a baseball team go undefeated? No, not that I you, know of. You've seen zero baseball teams go undefeated. That's kind of my point. Like you're going to lose games, and it's just going to kind of happen. And it, like people were freaking out with Mike on Friday night when Ole Miss got blasted down there in Baton Sometimes you just get
1: beat. And yeah, and they played not- poorly. But to your point, you just you play. I mean, that's it's a fifty-six game season. I mean, you're, you're going to play, play bad, bad games. You're going to lose the front end. Oh, games on the road—you're going to lose some front ends, middle, and back ends. On, at home, it just kind of is part of it. That's the point. Right. I mean, sometimes—I mean, there have been times where he's made decisions where so you're like, "Ah, yeah, oh, sure. that game probably could have turned out differently if he didn't do that." But it's not—it's not every single game. I mean, I was getting stuff left and right on the internet, just about like how the players overcame coaching on Sundays. <laughs> like how, like, what do you watch? <laughs> like,
0: what, I, I, what, I need what, to go, Tom. Uh, All right, let's just discuss this. When would you have started getting Austin Miller loose? If we're going to have that discussion, let's let's decide that. When would you have started getting
1: him loose? 15-13, I guess.
0: Okay, so when he
1: gives up a three— that's still not enough time to get him in before anything happens. I need to go time that. But that's fine. When Duplantis hits the home run, there's still no one on base, and I I, I don't even remember if— miller was up then i don't think he was i think he got to 15 to 14 but still to your point there's no time that's two extra pitches
0: <laughs> oh god yes That's that that he
1: didn't even go out to the mound i'm, I'm pretty sure he did he did 15, go out to the yeah mound.
0: and see it's just
1: yeah people are just nothing angry. is
0: based in logic anymore we just everybody you know what doesn't care about your feelings facts yeah and, but, and
1: I think part of it is is everything that's happened over the last year and really just 20 years. I I mean, it's pent up because they're ready to shove, you know, like as soon as something gets complacent or or, or stale in the slightest people are ready to shove it out the door onto something new, just assuming that new is going to be better when I would say about 70% of the time, it's not. Well, so and what's what's kind of messed this up, and
0: I don't want to say messed this up, but I shouldn't say that, is Kermit did so well. Like everybody was always like, Well, if you fire a K, you could always do worse. And that's absolutely true. But they got the basketball coach higher right. And and people just believe that if you if you do that with baseball, you're gonna get the same type results. And that is not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Yeah, that's probably part of it, but you knew also some of this was going to happen from the jump from the time Tennessee made the Tennessee tech made the last out last June. Like you knew this regular season was like, I, I keep struggling like I shying away from meaningless, but none of them we've talked about it before. None of the amount of success that they cool. have are going to have had in this regular season makes much of a difference. Now their failures do because in the sense that you don't want to end up in someone else's regional, if you're all mess, but like, People were just going to look for reasons to not reinvest or not or jump off if they got reinvested. Well, That's when this, just kind of how this dynamic was going to set up when you lose in such just like it was such a a steep fall. Sure, but this team started I think three and five in SEC
0: play, and and people just declared that this team was going eleven and nineteen. Like I, I don't know it, the 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 football mon- mentality with this. Uh, this baseball team is something else. But to the question, yes, it was tongue in cheek. That's a Mississippi State fan that I know that's kind of hilarious on the Twitter machine. Um, let's see next question. I will uh, say uh, though, my- there was
1: a time in March, like the three and five thing. I agree that it was premature, but there was a time where the way the team was when- playing, pitching, yeah, and was I was, one. I was like, oh boy, like this, this really <laughs> could get hairy. But to your point about two, two weeks after that, you 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 saw that that clearly wasn't going to be the case. But anyway.
0: Uh, all right, here's our next question. It is, what is behind Thomas Dillard's struggles? Can he catch up to velocity, or what seems to be the issue? Uh,
1: who's it from? We'll give him the airtime for oh, uh, you know, millions Woods. of people that I'm listen sorry, to this sorry. show.
0: Cole Woods? Yes. So he says what? He asked, what was behind Thomas Dillard's struggles?
1: Was it velocity, or, or what, what do you kind of put into it? I've said this from the get-go. He's never shown any sort of evidence that he's going to be a guy that can carry an SEC lineup. I think he got those expectations a little bit unfairly thrown on him. That's not a really a knock on the kid. He's a good hitter. I don't know about great, but he's a good SEC hitter. He's had some struggles this year. I think velocity is part of it. I don't know exactly where to put my finger um, on why he the, la- like the lack of home runs. I don't exactly know what that is. but um, Yeah,
0: I don't either. Um, I don't think it's a velocity issue there. Um, I think he's the, if you want to just get into the power something, I think he's been too selective at the plate. I think, frankly, I think Ole Miss needs him to strike out more and, and I know he struck out a lot last weekend, but he was drawing a ton, a ton of walks and that's not what Thomas Dillard's in the lineup for, man. If you go up there and take three hacks and K, but you hit a ball 482 feet, like it's not that big of a deal. Um. That, to me, has kind of been the biggest, I don't want to say issue, but the reason for the power fall off is he's just, frankly, watched some pitches go by that probably he didn't need to watch go by and is kind of just trying to work at bats and work counts and that type thing, and that's not why we'll Miss has him in the lineup.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, what, the, the home run Saturday night was his first, first home run of any kind since March 24th at Missouri, and just as, right. obviously, his second in SEC play but he's been productive enough sure. like, overall. He just hasn't hit the ball out of the ballpark. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hate using the phrase it is what it is at this point, but I just, I mean, he could get, like, there, there's like nothing to say he's not going to get, like, couldn't get on a tear late in the year, but I think this is probably what you see right now is what you're going to get.
0: Sure, and, you know, he hit really well against Texas A&M and then had a bad weekend against LSU. So, I mean, it's, it, it's just kind of back and forth. I, you know, I, I, think, I think you're kind of right. I think uh, that this just kind of is what, what you're going to get out of Dillard. And, and, you know, you just kind of hope that's enough. I do wonder if you leave him in the cleanup spot, though, the way Zabowski is hitting.
1: Well, I was about to say exactly that. I, I don't understand. Um, I don't want to say I don't understand because I'm about to, like – like do exactly what i was criticized some people for doing but like yes with the way zabowski's hitting as consistent or rate as zabowski's been producing i don't see why you don't drop like flip them fourth and sixth but you know other than that
0: um all right next question would you rather fight mike tyson or talk like mike tyson for the rest of his life from randy morgan
1: um, talk like Mike Tyson, because if you fight Mike Tyson and he lands one, you're probably talking like him for the rest of your life. are life, you talking? And for the you rest just of your took life? a punch. Well, that's the point. You're lucky if you're talking like him for the rest of your life. So, like, like <laughs> one, like you're still going to have like some kind of impediment after he, you know, he KOs you, and like you can have that without fight, like taking a punch. This seems like a fairly easy question.
0: How much money would it take for you to get in the ring with Mike Tyson?
1: Um, six figs plus medical costs. Like I want that separately. Like I want medical costs
0: K and medical costs. You're good.
1: How long do I have to stay in there? So uh, until he knocks you out or you went or somebody wins the fight, I guess. Uh, I mean, that would be pretty short. So yeah, I would probably go a hundred thousand dollars. I might honestly, I might get in there and KO myself. Like I just dive (laughs) on the mat and like hit my head. (laughs) Just like just like beat yourself to death, yeah, in that sense, it's like a suicide bomber, like you just kinda you just kinda knock yourself out, and hopefully I'd still get the hundred k because I stepped in the ring, <laughs> oh God, all right, let's see if we have anything else. We didn't have a ton, yeah, people are weak on this. We got a bunch better the last I, time we did this, but I yeah, remember. I guess we gotta start doing it more regularly i
0: can't I can't find the tweet, uh, somebody asked if we if you were a funnel cake or a donut person.
1: Oh, I had that one up on mine. Uh, yeah, so somebody said donut or funnel cake. Um, I'm about I, to piss people I, off, but go ahead. I guess it's – I, I kind of like funnel cakes better, but they're much more messier to eat. They're harder mm-hmm. to hold around, like a donut you can just snag on the go. I can eat a donut in like two bites. It's fairly disgusting, but I can do it. Uh, funnel <laughs> cake, not so much. So Funnel cakes I are guess, overrated, my call. Uh, oh, it depends like, on what you get. There's some places that have crappy ones, but if you get like a really good one made at a state fair, it's pretty solid. The problem is though, as soon as they are not hot, they're not good anymore. And you can eat a fair. donut not hot and it's still okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, not a
0: big funnel cake person. Maybe because like you said, it's extremely, extremely messy.
1: Yeah. They're hard to like a picture a funnel cake is what I'm doing when I'm watching People watching at the state fair trying to play find oddly placed tattoos and like sitting on a bench at the state fair. Um so let's see, I think I had one or two more that someone sent me. Um did you have anything else?
0: I think that was it. I it, it, it was better
1: a, yeah. We probably should have planned that pickings. out better. Yeah, we also did it at two o'clock in the afternoon on the day before we were gonna record. We should probably plan that out a little better. Um and last time we got more, but I did have – somebody sent me three or four in one tweet. There you which, go. Yeah, I don't make the rules, so I guess that's not against the rules. Um, Let's see. Here we go. What will the to- – this is from Ben McDonald. What will the total attendance of this weekend's Ole Miss MSU series mm-hmm. be? Um, so you have you listened to our radio show ever, Richard, like, gets aggressively pissed off at me about how terrible i am at estimating crowds so <laughs> i have no idea on this um i'll say a lot of people i'll
0: uh i mean the weather's gonna suck it up a little bit i'm gonna go thirty-one thousand. yeah whatever i'll go 32 sounds right um <laughs> playing jeopardy or uh price is right
1: yeah um, do you like horse racing more or less after last weekend? Uh, the same. Like, like I'll remember it happens in May. Um, I'll probably go more just because like, I mean, it's pretty, I love controversy. Uh, so like <laughs> them having any sort of controversy in a horse, like cutting another horse off to the point that uh, could be just enough for it to get DQ'd. I would kind of like to see more of that horse racing needs a villain. <laughs> They need a horse that nobody likes. Um, that is so, true. You don't get villains in horse racing because they can't talk. Yeah, they don't really talk shit to each other. So I, I kind of like this. So I like horse racing a lot more. Maybe if we could get more horses that didn't like each other, form some <laughs> real rivalries, we could save horse racing. I think that's how the, the narrative goes. Make horse racing, yeah. great again. Yeah, exactly. Just get people fighting. Um, you know, maybe a little laxer on the drug testing policies. I think horse racing could eventually be pretty good. Be great again. Um, And then he had one more. Have you seen Matt Bowling run? So Ben is a good guy. He's from Jackson. He's a runner. And I had to look this one up. But that's the kid that had the, I think it's the 400 time that was just shorter than who, Usain Bolt. I think he was the internet oh. viral guy on the track. Have you seen this video? Yeah, I have seen that. Um, I have not seen him run other than that. Uh. <laughs>
0: Was, he seems sorry. fast.
1: Yeah, that that seemed almost like like not human. Um. So, yeah, that kid seems really fast. If I could do anything that well or if I was that fast, I would use it in a lot cooler way, though. A lot of people are like, just get him on a football field. And I'm like, why would that kid ever want to play football? Ever. I'm just going to run. Didn't they try that with Usain Bolt? Like, he didn't seriously try, but I th- I'm pretty sure Usain Bolt went to the uh, Cowboys facility one day, and they tried to throw him nine routes and, like <laughs> – he could up. beat somebody, but the whole, you know, catching the ball with your hands, I think, was a little tougher on the guy. So, <laughs> but that's not to say like somebody couldn't do it. Like if you if no. you got a guy that that, that 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 fast runs track and happens to have good hands, like it's certainly doable. But why would it's you just not to? as simple as people want it to be. No, 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 it's not. Uh, Running at trying- pads is different too. Yeah, it is way different. I, uh, You're way slower. You don't have as bit of rank, good of range of motion. Um, I'm looking through all these. I think that was the last question I received. Someone in the response to donuts or funnel cake said bacon. Um, so I don't think that's <laughs> I mean, the that, question. I that, think that, that's that's a frankly great... the answer to everything, though, is bacon. Oh, no, we got another one. Can you discuss the usefulness of a sacrifice bunch? <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> You want to take that one? Um, Actually, I will, because <laughs> I will say that most of the time I will concede it's 100% useless. But there are certain exceptions to that where it is useful, and I actually saw some of that. I saw that in the Cubs game last night. I was watching the end of Cubs and Marlins, and it was 3-3 three, three in the ninth or 2-2 two, two in the ninth, whatever the score was, bottom of the ninth. The Cubs get first and second with no outs. I don't mm-hmm. mind bunting that over because it gets you out of a double play. and too, like it, it helps you end the game quicker. Sure. You can bunt there.
0: Who bunted there?
1: Was it Descalso? Um, I, the yeah, so I, I don't remember who
0: bunted there. Yeah, so
1: I don't remember who bunted there. They almost screwed it up, though, because I don't remember how it happened, but it turned in from second and third one out to corners two outs. So they almost screwed it up. But I'm saying just in that scenario, like sack bunting makes sense because a run, like there's no need for a big inning. Sure. And so uh, and, and you want to get you'll trade an out to get out of two, like a situation where you're gonna get a double play on one on one play. So that in some other scenarios, but like, you know, before you there get is the leadoff guy reason. on, drop the two hole hitter for a bunt oh, to God. scratch a run across in the third, like That's, I I don't know. I mean, that seems fairly useless unless you're a, you know, walk 10 miles to school uphill both ways. I chopped wood every summer type of guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. There's, all right, all right. Agree or disagree. There is zero reason to bunt before the seventh inning of a baseball game. Unless it's Um, for him. In college baseball, obviously the pitcher can bunt in the major leagues. Why would you play for one run before the seventh inning?
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That there, I mean, maybe certain- like I could maybe see it if you're going like because there's been situations in the in the past where I've seen Mike and like I'm not giving him credit for this necessarily, but I remember one game like Alex Lang was on the mound for LSU and it got to like the fifth or sixth and I think he was literally thinking like one or two runs could win this thing. I don't remember who was going for all this, so like I guess I kind of get it there, but like generally, yes, that's that's probably a. Yeah, that, that's of, kind
0: of, There's certain situations where where bunting is okay. It is never okay to bunt a guy from first to second, to me. There's there's no reason for that to ever happen um, in college baseball. This is all predicated around college baseball. Uh, there's no reason for that to ever happen. It decreases your odds to score a run. It's been proven over time. Don't do it. Um, bunting a guy from second to third, I'm fine with it in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning if you're uh, tied up one or down one because it increases your odds to score one run when one run drastically changes the game. Other than that, it just makes no mathematical sense.
1: Yeah, I was at a dinner earlier this year, and I believe I want to say it was when Ole Miss was at Arkansas. I got the weekend off because we had just done Columbia the weekend before. That was like four straight weekends of like doing stuff on the road. And so like I skipped the series, and I was at dinner with like a group of people, and I had some guy that, of course, gets on the conversation of sports and baseball, and starts talking to me about how Ole Miss's lack of Omaha trips is due to the fact they don't play small ball like oh, some of these God. other schools. And I was like looking at the fork on the table, and I was like, man, if that goes through my temple, I would be less mad than I usually was. It would be. I was like, how do you escape this conversation? <laughs> so get me the hell out of here.
0: Small ball is the reason OMS is not played in Omaha.
1: and when you when you get into situations like that, particularly with like that guy, like I've learned this particularly like the more, and more like you start like working in sports, of course that like comes up outside, like in, in out of others' conversations. And like you're not gonna correct small ball guy at dinner like there's no re, like there's no that conversation is not no you're not gonna win if you say no small ball guy you're dumb that makes no sense like there's that's just a situation you don't want to put yourself into so like i'll just let people air out their dumb opinions and i'll be like yeah no that that makes perfect sense i totally agree and then like the conversation's over because if you're like <laughs> No small ball guy. That doesn't make any sense. That that's <laughs> not backed up by anything. Then you're in a 15 minute conversation of them defending their asinine point, and you're just like, okay, I would just like to eat my food.
0: Uh, sort of like Twitter Twitter guy on Sunday. Anyways, moving on.
1: Yeah. So that's that's how you get out of weird conversations at dinner. Just agree with them, and like, you can agree with them to where like they like no matter how stupid it is, just say yeah, that's fine. And then usually the conversation's over quicker than if you're like, no, it, that's dumb. <laughs> But, yeah, so I think that's all the questions we had. Um We'll do better next time. It is list season for college football, which is where people don't have anything to do. And I, I like Athlon Sports. I'm poking fun at the whole, like, list idea. But, like, they do a pretty good job with it. Athlon Sports ranked the 130, I guess it is now, FBS coaching jobs. I should Jeez. know that because – I would always try to look at how many teams Ole Miss beat out in defensive numbers out of 130, and it was usually two or three. Um, so, <laughs> All right, what's see. one and what's 130? Uh, let's see. I just had it pulled up, but I accidentally – all right, here we go. I accidentally deleted it there. I'm going all so
0: Alabama. Let me, let me guess. Alabama and ooh. Uh, all right, is, 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 when you pull it up, let me know. Is 130 a max
1: school? Um, so you're wrong, actually. Yeah. Number one is not Alabama,
0: Clemson, Georgia. Mm, I disagree.
1: Uh, uh, I would actually kind of agree there because they have no in state recruiting competition. You know, they've they've kind of like their facilities are second to none, the interest level and the, the monetary interest level is second to none. <laughs> like, it's a sleeping giant. If they've actually like, like, like they, they haven't always had people, and, and this is what this art, this little blurb said next to it, This article. In this article, it says they haven't always had, like, competent athletic administration that's kind of, like, you know, done the necessary things to be a giant. But when Georgia's clicking, it's the best job in the country. I, I would actually agree with that because, like, it's a skewed a little bit because Auburn is basically Georgia, too, even though it's technically Alabama. Said, yeah. but like, Alabama, you have Auburn. Like, you've got more stuff to your left or right. Like, Georgia doesn't really have much. Like, it's Clemson. It's kind of South carolina some with Florida, but like their in state competitions, Georgia Tech, and like that's for all the Atlanta area kids. Sure. I'm not, I'm not saying every, Georgia Tech is for that. I'm saying like that's who you're battling there. But everybody goes
0: into Georgia and gets kids. Like it's not, you know, grow, kids that are, aren't growing up and making sure they stay in state. Like
1: plenty of schools go in there and grab kids that Georgia wants. Yeah, that's fair, but like having it, like if if they're like that brand being stronger in state definitely helps them. I don't have a problem with Georgia being one because they're no, really in the top five. You're that's fine. Pairs. Um, what's one thirty? New this Mexico State. Who? New Mexico State. Who? Oh, okay, fair enough.
0: I was I was going like uh, Bowling Green, Miami, Ohio. The
1: uh, first uh, the first max school is one twenty eight, and it's Eastern Michigan. That's fair. Okay. Okay. UL is, is one twenty seven. Oh goodness. Oh, you know one twenty six? Uh no, I don't. Liberty. <laughs> You're uh, I I'll show you Athlon Sports. They just got a uh they just got a four star to campus there. So I'm sure uh-huh. he thought the place was beautiful. Um so <laughs> Or he's academically ineligible one of the uh, other yeah. um so top, I guess we'll go top do we can look at this top ten down so ten LSU nine yeah. Florida State eight Oklahoma seven Clemson six USC five Florida four Texas three Ohio State two Alabama one Georgia I think Florida's
0: a better job than Ohio State I feel like if, if you wanted to dominate Florida and I think Florida wants like if Florida wants to be good in football I really don't Think that Ohio State can compete with them?
1: Um, yeah, like that's that, fair. That's just a pick that they're probably got them three just because of tradition. True. Um, I don't really have a problem with that either. Um, I get USC's LA and all that, but is USC at this point particularly with the way the Pac twelve is going? How not is really. USC a better job than Clemson at this point? It's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I mean so you, Pete Carroll made USC a Hollywood type of job, and that's the way to do it at USC. Because if you don't do it that way, people just simply aren't interested out there because there's a billion other things to be interested in. And yeah. trying to do it like your typical college football program way is not going to work. Like, but like if you go back and watch the USC thirty for thirties, like that was not your normal college football program. No. That Pete Carroll was I'm running, sorry, and I don't necessarily mean that in like the oh my god, look how dirty this is. I just mean that. what's going on around you your surroundings los angeles pete carroll knew he had to get noticed yeah to your point like will ferrell's at practice like snoop is on the sideline like they're actually like friends with these players like that was that was a that was that was a professional professional sports team in la at that time essentially and if you try to do it and like i don't think clay helton's a bad coach but if you try to do it like the low profile college way out there you're going to get forgotten and no one's going to care yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. We're, uh, I mean, let's, hell, let's just say it. Where, where's Ole Miss and where's State? Yeah, so I was about to get to that. So make sure I have this right. Ole Miss is 28 and Mississippi State is 35. Sounds about right. I'll it says the Ole Miss is off, one but... of the most interesting jobs in the SEC. There's a history of success, but it's from the 1950s and 60s. There's a strong recruiting base, but there's fierce competition for those players. Facilities are good, but not as not quite as flashy as most of the schools it recruits against. Bottom line, this is a good job in a very difficult league. That probably sums it up very fairly. Um, Yeah, I mean... All right, I mean, all right
0: can you win a national title at Ole Mess? I say no. I get where you're coming from, but man, Hugh Freeze was like a play away, right? Like, if, if they win the LSU or Auburn game or Treadwell doesn't break his leg,
1: that team's close to playing for a national title. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they, they are close. So I, I mean, I guess in the right set of circumstances, I guess just, I don't know. Something that always fascinates me is if 4th and 25 doesn't happen, does that
0: team make the playoff? Because I think we all agree they went out because they dominated State and LSU and they would have beat Florida in the SEC title game. You think that team makes the playoff? At 10 and 11 and 2, in an SEC title? More than likely. I, I mean, if you can make the playoff, you can win the national title. And and man, that was the biggest fluke of all time. Um, the. So I. Oh, go ahead. No, I just. I think that's about right for 28. I think you can win at Ole Miss at the right set of circumstances. Um, but I think it's really, really hard, too.
1: The. Four, five, six, whatever how many spots this is. I guess it's six teams in front, like in between state. And on this is Iowa at 29, Ooh. NC State at 30, Louisville at 31, Stanford at 32, West Virginia 33, and Arizona State 34. Uh, one of those is not like the other. Stanford. <laughs> I guess this just shows what like, good people Stanford has hired. Obviously, you go from Harbaugh to David Shaw. Like, the, yeah. What they were dealing with recruiting restrictions well, was the fact that they're like, in the playoff conversation at some point or another pretty much every season is wild.
0: Yeah, David, Harbaugh did a heck of a job. Uh, Shaw's done a, really, a pretty good job. Um, yeah, because the, they don't really relax uh, recruiting restrictions on, on football players. I mean, you, you get in on your own merit pretty much.
1: Yeah, unless um, you're Ori Laughlin's kid. Yeah, that's. I wonder how much like if that ever extended to football. It seemed mostly like the Olympic sports. But you're right. Then you've got state at 35. Um, thanks to facility upgrades and a recent track record of success, winning seasons eight of the past nine, the perception of this program has improved significantly in the past decade. Still, it's a tough job. The yeah. SEC competition is brutal and Starkville is regarded as the least desirable SEC locale to call home. Jeez. And um, yeah, someone was, from basically from Starkville. Screw off. <laughs> but, uh yeah, jeez, I don't know. And like most of these other ones, they didn't feel the need to like knock the like Richard pointed this out when we discussed it on the show the other day. Most of these other blurbs under these teams, like <laughs> No one was knocking like the location of the town. Jesus. Um Spartan's
0: not as bad as people make it out to be. I won't go off on that tangent, but it is not as bad as it's made out to be.
1: No, it's not. And like I don't like are there differences in college towns and number of things to do and the allure of the town? Yes, does that really make a huge difference in building a football program? I say no. (laughs) I mean, the kids are not going there because, you know, oxford has boo ray and starkful dozen or well you know read the like the the culinary scene and the like like nightlife <laughs> like people people like kids generally are not factoring their decisions based on stuff like that like i just that to me that seems very overrated um two yeah. i do think what like the dan mullen and he won't get appreciated for this till after the fact but completely changed the way people view that state job Absolutely. and like i think here in this state, people just got used to it because after four or five years of Mullen winning consistently, you just kind of, you just kind of thought of state that way because I think not necessarily recency bias, but just being swept up. And after four or five years, it feels like you've done it for forever. But this thing that brings up a good point is like you take out the eight last nine seasons, and this job is viewed very differently, and that's meant as a compliment because Mullen has completely changed. Like I think how coaches view it as well. Sure, you can
0: win there. He kind of did what you Freeze did, uh, you know, pro- probably on a larger scale. Is uh, people at Mississippi State believe they can win now, and they can. Um, so that's that's kind of you know what he's done. You know, hate him, whatever. If you're a state fan, that's what he's done. He is he has changed the narrative around that job. That, that you can
1: win at Mississippi State. You can win consistently. Yeah, and I always wonder if it wasn't for Mullen, if they could have gotten a guy like Morehead. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I just mean like, like as soon as they hired Morehead, and obviously that remains to be seen as to whether that hire is going to work out. But at the time, it was like a top coordinator and a top offense in the country. To where you're like, this makes perfect sense. This was a organized process and a good, clean hire. Like, does that happen? Do they have that kind of options without Mullen's success?
0: I, I kind of push back a little bit because they hired that same type of guy when they hired
1: mullen right no they did it was very similar but like yeah i mean i i guess it is similar but who are they hiring if they didn't hire mullen i don't even remember back then oof <laughs>
0: i yeah, that was a long time ago man uh that was like- so
1: yeah i guess my point being is like they moved quickly with moorhead and they probably would have gotten another good option then like I guess the way I'm trying to frame this is when they hired Mullen, that was seen as them like that was kind of their big game hunting, and they landed it. And for while Morehead was a great hire, it seems like the Old State could have hired three or four guys of that caliber. And like, is that the case a decade ago before sure. Mullen?
0: Yeah,
1: that, that's um, completely fair. Where's Tennessee on this list? Um, that's a good question. Let's see, scrolling through, not top ten. Not, uh, 16. They're right okay. behind all. Auburn's at 15. A&M is at 12. A&M is like, always ranked higher in these, and I guess it's because of the money, but like, what has A&M done? No, I mean, what that's... has anyone at A&M done?
0: Well, ever? nothing, but they have a bazillion dollars, so you, if they wanted to do something, they probably could. Where's Nebraska? Um,
1: uh, Nebraska 19. Liza. UCLA's 20.
0: That's, those those are some lies on Nebraska.
1: Man. They're both over they're both ahead of Miami, which I found interesting. Well, and yeah. just right behind Oregon.
0: Ole Miss is a better job than Nebraska. I I I don't get the, the like Nebraska's the the Indiana basketball. Like they, they won in ni- the nineties and they think they're the eighties and they think they're relevant now they're just kind of not.
1: Well, this art, this their blurb on it says Nebraska is a unique position. You have everything in place to win big, except a local recruiting base. That's kind of the point. Like, yeah. who's going to Nebraska from California? But on the other side of that, to your point, it, like within like the money and the support and the facilities, it is there. But like, you know, every coach's favorite cliche is a, recruiting is the lifeblood of your program. Well, if you don't have a local recruiting base. Good luck. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that, that is tough, and like that. So, it, it really is a unique position. I would agree that it is probably an overrated job because of that, but it is fascinating because you don't often find places where, like, it's like it's like Michigan or any of those other jobs. If there was just no local recruiting, like nothing, and I guess yeah. there's not as much of those schools up there. But like Michigan and Ohio State can go get kids from wherever. Can Nebraska really do that anymore? No. No, Scott absolutely Frost, not. If there's someone to change that, maybe Scott Frost would be it. But, yeah, abs- not now, like, your average guy, probably not. I agree. Um, that was really about everything that was interesting on this list. I was, like, trying to scroll through and see if there's anything that, like, stuck out. Um, no, I mean, you're getting <laughs> into your very average schools. Vanderbilt was at 65. That Oof. is very high for the SEC team.
0: Um, yeah, what, uh, what jobs are behind state? I mean, I I would think Missouri, Kentucky, that's kind of it. Missouri, Kentucky,
1: Vandy. Um, let's see. So you got state at 35, Missouri 40. Yeah. Kentucky 45. And I think that's, That's yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's gotta be it. Unless South Carolina, maybe. Well, so no, that so that that actually brings up an interesting point because there was another list we were going over yesterday because on the show because it is list season that it was just all the SEC and ACC jobs and it I'll missed at ten and eleven but it had like I think I can't remember if it was South Carolina or Arkansas behind it but Borky and them were making this argument that um or no Borky was making or. So, Heydad and Richard were making the argument that they thought South Carolina was a better job than Arkansas, and I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Me and Borky were saying that it was clearly Arkansas. Uh, I'm think
0: i I'm not going to say clearly. I think I'd rather have the Arkansas job than the South Carolina job uh, simply because – well, frankly because I'm having to complete, compete against Clemson at South Carolina right now would be the biggest reason I would want the Arkansas job instead.
1: South Carolina's first ever million dollar booster was the lady they named the stadium after under Spurrier. You've got Oof. Clemson, like who's built a national program in the same state in a more desirable portion of the state. Like, at least in Arkansas, there's zero, there's zero recruiting competition really in, I mean, at all in state, and the surrounding states, it's not that much. And you have a lot more money. Like, to me, I don't know. It feels like a no brainer on this. I feel like Arkansas should be better than it is.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I I think Arkansas is a uh, better job than Carolina
1: for sure. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up this edition of List Season. I guarantee throughout the <laughs> summer we break down oh, four on. or five more like this that are incredibly subjective.
0: We Can might we even make get a someone list? On
1: to yell about it. Yeah, we should make a list one day. I don't really know of what. Um, <laughs> maybe top ten cliches you're going to hear through this Ole Miss football season. High um, discipline. uh, I would cross both those off the list, given the the new the new staff. Uh, I guess if I was covering Florida State, you'd hear a lot more about eye discipline and fits. Um, uh, Blue collar, yeah, we heard a lot of blue collar, a lot of hard nosed. -nosed. Um, trying to think.
0: Oh, there's not there. We'll we'll have to get uh, get to know uh, Rich Rod and Mike Mack a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick up on on their verbiage. Um elsewhere you had the NBA playoffs last night. The both Did games you... were terrible, Did... but this, both series have not been. So like Denver's completely changed that series around. You thought they were completely dead after game three where you lose in four overtimes, you're down two one and you have to play less than forty eight hours later. Like I thought they were done. And now they're probably gonna win it. And that sucks because this was Portland's window. Like this was their chance to get to the conference finals and and kind of kind of get their due recognition, I guess, if you felt they deserved more. And like they could still win this series because if they hold home court, like I'm not I'm not terrified of going into Denver for a game seven when you have Dame and McCollum, like one of them or both right. of them could just go off. But like down three, two is a tough position to be in. But my biggest takeaway from that series is that Jokic has, like, Jokic has, has proved that he, he is interesting to me because he never played college ball. He wasn't that highly regarded. I mean, he was. I mean, he's a first-round draft pick, but you get my point. Like, right? Like, everyone knew who Luka Doncic was when he was coming over. Not really many people knew who Jokic is. He doesn't look like an NBA player. Like, he's not, like, <laughs> chiseled and ripped. But, man, that guy can play, and not only can he play, he can, like, he can be your guy in the last couple minutes to go get baskets and they're a lot better than I thought they were. I didn't really buy into Denver, and I was completely wrong. They're good.
0: Yeah, no, they can play. Uh, they kind of proved that last night. Uh, Toronto effectively ended that series. They're three one, right?
1: It's three one. Uh, so three two because it was because remember Philly had home court and won one of those games in Toronto. So it's three huh. two heading back to uh, heading okay. back to. Philly, but that's to your point. I think the series still is over because Toronto has home court for game seven and Philly just looks disjointed, but the, uh, but yeah, I don't know. But like, my biggest takeaway from last night was Yo- Yoke, good. He, he was really good. Like, top five, six player in the NBA. And people don't even know his name. Cause like he has the <laughs> nickname, the Joker. So people call him Jokic, but it's actually Jokic, which is just <laughs> wild because he's on this caliber and like people don't know who the guy is.
0: Yeah, learn you something there. How does, how to spell his last name? Um, but, yeah, he was really good last night. Kawhi's been, been excellent for Toronto. Uh, Houston ties that series up, and I don't think that thing's over. Um, uh,
1: no, that's definitely not over. Um, so, <sighs> my thing with, like, Denver, I think, if they get – like, imagine – like, they the best player, Jamal Murray. If Jokic actually got a free agent there, like a B-plus level guy, they would probably be close to unstoppable. Um, yeah, I think Philly's done. I think what Philly does is this offseason is going to be the most fascinating thing ever because you got four guys, all that are kind of damaged goods in some ways, and you can pay <laughs> two of them. And so I don't know which two of the four you pay, but like, I don't know if you pay Jimmy Butler or do you pay Joe Embiid, who's missed 63% of the games he's been under contract for? Do you pay Ben Simmons, who can't shoot? Do you pair. And beating Simmons together, which seems to not work at all. Like I have no idea what they do. Like do they trade one of them and try to get Anthony Davis? I don't really know what they do.
0: Yeah, Godspeed. Uh, Boston's done, that's
1: over. and Kyrie's going elsewhere. I don't I mean it's probably New York. I don't know if Durant goes with him, but yeah, that's done, and I think they'd help him pack their bags, pack his <laughs> bags.
0: Yeah, they're tired of him. Yeah.
1: Well, like he did this whole deal where he was like, I want this. Like, I don't want to be in LeBron's shadow anymore. I want my own team. And now, like, this is his team and he's failing. They suck. (laughs) And they suck. I Um, mean, you can't act like that and say, like, this is my, like, judges on the playoffs, like, I'm a playoff guy. I've won a championship. I'm the only guy on this team that's won a championship. This is my team. You can't do that and then go seven for 22 when your season's on the line. It's not really how it works. (laughs) I mean, you can. Yeah, I mean, um, you can. And then you can act like an asshole afterwards where someone asked him like he, he he some reporter which is kind of funny dug up a number that he's like 19 of 63 in like like series swinging games or something like that like non-elimination games but games that'll put you like up to right. like tied or be down 3-1 and his answer to that like if he'd ever had a worse stretch was who cares? <laughs> Ooh, him and Russell Westbrook are so dislikable. Yeah, then they've become very similar, and Kyrie, like, wasn't that way, but Kyrie has quickly become that way, so I don't know, I, it'll be, like, I'm not even convinced he and Durant would actually work that well together, two incredible talents. They'll hate but, each like, other. Yeah, and then you, if you put them in New York and put them in a dysfunctional, like, dysfunctional organization as is, that could be more of a disaster, um, Giannis is probably about to take over the league, um, he is a superior athlete than LeBron James was in his prime, which is just seems ridiculous to say, but it's the truth. He yep. does stuff that LeBron James couldn't do at LeBron James's athletic peak. I'm not saying so he's was- a better player because he can't shoot and he doesn't do like the passing things and other than like right. and the other stuff LeBron does. But watching Giannis do what he does and then just four shooters stand at the corners around him is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Can they beat Golden State? Um. No, but they're the, te- they're the only team out there that could get close other than Houston. Okay,
0: fair enough. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of all I got. My, uh, my Blue Jackets uh, went down. They were cheated last night in St. Louis in Game 7.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch much of that.
0: Um, I, I watched uh, both overtimes. I didn't have a
1: clue what was going on. But uh, we, we were cheated, and uh, it was unfortunate. We had a Game 7 last night, too, the uh, – Went into double overtime. I watched a lot of that. It was that was uh, that
0: was that was the Blue Jackets, was it not?
1: No, that was the Blue Stars. Uh, two (laughs) nights ago, the Blue Jackets lost to uh, the Bruins.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My team's mixed up. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
1: well, they're both blue. Yeah, well, that's close enough. So, some of the blue jackets are out. Blue, you could root for. Yeah, I don't think there's any blue teams left in general, so I think you might be up shit creek without a paddle. Um. (laughs) who is left in the NHL playoffs?
0: Apparently the Bruins and St. Louis. So, uh, so I hate Boston and was, St. Louis.
1: Well you've got the Conference Finals now. So you've got Carolina Boston and you've got San Jose. Uh no, San Jose and the Avalanche have to play a game seven. I think that's tonight. It might be tomorrow night, but the winner of that plays uh the Blues in the Western Conference All Finals. Right. So long short just a ratings bonanza for the nhl you've got huge hockey markets carolina st louis and san jose going at it <laughs> i'm
0: for uh whoever wins the san jose uh, avalanche uh match <laughs> as i kind of hate st louis uh boston and the carolina guy's the one that screwed the a the afl not a big fan of his um
1: uh, yeah and then- and I don't know if Santa's the eighth, they have the mascot Ole Miss should probably have. Um, <laughs> so that's if you're an Ole Miss fan, you, you can jump on that bandwagon if you want to. But uh, that's pretty much all I've got for today. We'll do. We'll try to turn this questions thing into a weekly thing. There we go. Um, Softball so plays we'll go tonight in
0: yeah. the SEC tournament. Yeah, they play that's the right, winner
1: That's
0: uh, So it's like the last game of the day. I don't think that. I think it's like to be announced. It's like thirty minutes after like a game that starts at six. They play the winner of Mississippi State and Texas A and M, who play this morning.
1: Okay, be sure to tune into that um, for Brian (laughs) Scott Rippey or for Colin Brister. I am Brian Scott Rippey. We'll be back at it on Friday. See you then.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.